But I saw you kind of posted about um, yeah. the piece that you did at Brick. Um, and I was really interested in talking to you about that experience. I think the thing that really struck me when I saw that was that I feel like anyone in a similar situation as you would have stepped away from the work. Um, and I was really struck by the fact that you decided to continue with your performance. Um, and so I was really, I mean, I guess I was just interested in, in talking to you about that experience. Yeah, actually, possibly next make that Monday, happen. I have a doctor appointment from 1 to 2 p.m., and I'm in the city. Um, and before oh. that, in the morning or in the afternoon, I can see in other places, too. It doesn't have to I'm Sarah Quevedo, and you're listening to Raw Material from the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art. This is Season 6, Six Degrees. The fourth degree is Nushin Rostami. So far, we've broken into my ex's house, listened in on a series of uncomfortable phone calls, and traveled through the memory of one artist, all in the service of this idea that I had to kind of test the theory of six degrees of separation as an artist, and also as a person who's just fascinated by human connections. Now we're back in New York City, and at the end of our interview, I asked Yatunde to look through Instagram and see if they had any mutual followers with Nikhil. And there were two. One who works for SFMOMA, and the other one is this artist, Nushin Rostami. Nushin Rostami works mostly in abstraction and light. It's in fact, at times, a little hard to describe, which is why, and I know this is shocking, I think you should pull up her piece, Drawings on Light, on Vimeo, and watch it as you listen to this piece. Or after. All the sound design you hear, besides the violin at the beginning and end of this episode, is from Nushin's partner, Manny Nilciani, who accompanied her performance with recorded sounds and live music. Nushin and I sit down to talk about her latest performance, which coincided with a monumental personal loss, the death of her father, halfway around the world. I think Nushin should tell the story herself. So she's going to take it from here. You walk in, the curator asks everyone to take a seat. Good evening, everybody. There are these stairs. Um, I think we're going to begin. Which also act as seating area at Brick. My body is hidden inside of a corner installation in the gallery. Uh, Nushin will go first. Uh, Nushin's actually inside her uh, structure. She'll be uh, enacting a performance that you'll see on the screen. There is the big screen that it's kind of temporarily rolled down from the ceiling. Uh, she's an interdisciplinary artist who works with light in the language of abstraction. Her practice is deeply influenced by her experience of living in exile in the United States. The audience sees the visuals that I create with light on the big screen. So as I mentioned, she's going to be inside her installation. Uh, you'll be able to see what she enacts here on the screen. Accompanied with um, a recorded sound and also live music simultaneously. So thank you all for coming. And we're going to start with Nushin Rostami's performance. There is a very low table right in front of 
the screen with a basket of tangerines and a candle inside of a bowl of water and some napkins. There are a few slides that comes up and the slide is to give you certain information about the piece. The first slide is telling you that the performance was happening on the same day that my father passed away. It said this piece is in memory of my father, whose body is being mourned and his life being celebrated today. What I had is two poems translated, which was basically um, the last letter that my father and I exchanged, which was actually for this piece specifically. And this is a translation that my father did. The piece is about light, light being this medium that travels so quick, so fast, and for me not being to be close to his body when he passed away, I needed to feel a connection. And I felt light is the fastest way to be able to reach someone. I've calculated the distance between Tehran and Brick, Brooklyn, the distance exactly in kilometers. And I had one slide that said the speed of light. So those were all the information given to the audience before the performance starts. The image of the Earth fades into kind of this blue light on this horizon line. So the first scene was this water, water landscape and with this blue light, and that was the beginning of the performance. So on the screen, there are waves. This piece is all waves. And the quality of them, it goes between water to uh, clouds to a stormy sky to out of space as if you're in a universe. It's like, it's abstract on a level that you can make up that landscape yourself. It, it's kind of a combination of geometric forms and these wavy quality of light. When, uh, when I heard the news, it was so grand for me. As if you're walking on a path and all of a sudden someone is like kicking you really hard and you're thrown away on this other side that you like look around yourself and you're like, I don't recognize any of these things that I see around myself all of a sudden. Where am I? What is happening? Every equation in my mind is now unbalanced and I feel this grand void inside of me. I could either sit down and cry because this is my natural instinct telling me like this is the moment to let go and just cry it out. But I have a performance in three days. Do I let go or do I do this? And then all of a sudden I was like, you know, I'm, I'm not physically there. I'm, I'm not able to go back. My parents specifically warned me of going back. 
can ask me not to do. Although over the past eight months, when my father was going through that hardship, I made the decision three times to go back to see them and be with them. And they both, my mom begged me not to because of the political situation in Iran and the relationship between Iran and United States and so many different factors. This had already been building up inside of me the hardship of it, and I, and I, and I thought to myself. I can't go back. I can't be there physically to really like hold my mom or feel any other family member that is going through the same pain.、Um, I'm here alone. I have two choices. I could either sit down and really go through this grief, like you know all these other people who go through it, or I can take this chance of this piece, this performance, to be where my body allows me to get to that deep. Part of me that I don't normally have access to, and and kind of bathe myself within that water of this inner world of of of、uh, emotions, and and do this and use this as a tool to process some of these emotions. Rectangular drawings that looks as if it's an urban landscape, but then this urban landscape is on top of a water, so it feels like as if there are buildings moving or there are planes of、um, wood or something on top of a water that they shift and they move, that they have like very distinct shape on the water. It it goes something like that. It's again so knowing that I had the responsibility of the performance, I had to keep myself. To a level of sanity <laughs> that I can I can perform all of these tasks, and having access to that analytical side of my mind allowed for me to process a lot of emotions. It gave me perspective a bit about what it is that is happening to me, and all of a sudden I had this certainty inside of me that this piece has to happen. Of the shadow on the wall are shifting, so as they turn, it's kind of like changing the landscape of 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 the water. And that confidence and that certainty of the decision that I made, it made the narrative of peace all of a sudden so clear to me. Like everything that I described to you, it. You know, I sat down and I wrote it as if I'm making a musical like score and I'm writing the notes. I had all the vocabularies of things that I've gathered. All of a sudden, it made sense. I was able to write the timeline, which was what I had the difficult time before. That incident just put me in a place of, like, very focused. Sit down, do this. That morning, I actually participated in my father's funeral through WhatsApp. Because I couldn't be there physically. It was on WhatsApp.、Um, I was from New York. My one of my sister from Montreal, the other sister from California, LA, and my half brother from、uh, Switzerland.、Uh, the four of us were on a WhatsApp call. Uh, that my cousin called us from Tehran. 
I haven't seen my father since I saw him last in Canada a year and a half ago. And the rest was through, you know, internet. And then all of a sudden to see him and his body with no life any longer. And it was also my first time watching that. The time was in a way that it's like 3 a.m. in New York. And I'm like looking through my phone. You're not physically there to absorb other people's energy and like to be kind of like immersed in the experience of being there, to feel the soil, to hold your mom while she's crying, to, you know, to like even like look away. Because I was looking through the monitor and this other person is kind of navigating this experience for me, I didn't know when to look away or not to look away. Them telling me condolences through phone, I remember I was so speechless and so so in shock that I just didn't know how to even communicate. Like Farsi all of a sudden was so difficult for me to even reach because I'm like, what, what? I don't even know how to communicate these feelings or like, I don't even know what to say anymore. I don't know how to feel about it. I think part of it maybe is privilege actually because feeling it closely, intensely is also very, can be much more difficult. But at the same time, part of it is so unfair and not natural. It's as if you're going against the nature of life because when you go through the process of grief is you need to be close to your family, you need to hold your mother, you need to hold your sisters. And I feel like since my dad passed away, none of us have seen each other. I haven't seen any of my sisters. I haven't still seen my mom. And it's like, until you see your family and until you see your mom and until you're holding her, like, I'm not going to completely uncap this because it just, that's the way it works. You need to feel them. That physical contact is part of letting go and part of understanding what this new circumstance means to all of us. And... Um, I'm looking forward to the day that I see them. I still don't know when that would be, which makes it very difficult, but hopefully in very near future, I can uncap the rest of this grief and figure out what is the next step in life. That path is gone, and there's like, again, a very heavy sound of a bell. Um, and that was the end of the performance. I felt it so internally and so powerfully inside of me. And and I'm glad I went through it within this process of my own work because work as artists, these things become tools for you that, you know, yes, we're all trying to achieve more and like climb up the ladder of our careers and get institutional support and do all of those things. But at the bottom of it, it's, for me at least, it's like, I'm a human and I want to understand what it means to be this human.
And this work, like anything that I do in the studio, is, is helping me through that process, is understanding what it means to do those things, because it's so easy to forget what it means to be a human. On a daily basis, I forget what it means to be a human. There was like a one minute home video that at the end of the piece I put that on for the audience to also see. A video of myself uh, with my father as a kid, like a, uh, I think maybe I was five or four and um, um, I don't know how to swim and my father is like holding me in the water and putting me a little bit, like letting me experience the water and he takes me out and I'm so happy and I have my hands in the air and then <laughs> There is the image of him kind of leaving the water in the end. I was happy that I gained that experience and felt a growth because I'd never experienced grief before. I felt connected to uh, to some sort something and I think for me that something was my father you know I felt like I wasn't able to be there physically and I think for him to be on that screen and for me to like communicate to whatever is energy of him is left in this world within the language of light gave me that sense of connection as if I was able to talk to him again I feel you, and I feel you leaving this, like I feel your energy leaving this world. And that's heavy on my heart, but I'm, I'm happy because I think I was able to scatter that light for a second, he's with me. Sometimes art is more than just a record or an exercise or practice. Sometimes it's retreat. It's the place you can go to grieve, where you set down all the stuff that feels too heavy to bear. A place to memorialize, to give definition to the experiences that feel beyond explanation. A place to say goodbye. Very, very last question. How do you know Nikhil? How do I know Nikhil? Okay. Um, I mean, I came across his work um, when I was doing a residency in India. I had, um, I became close friends with um, some of the other residents during uh, my time there, and they introduced his work to me. Then I had a friend from India actually visit him in New York, and then he talked about his work, he really liked his work. He did a residency. Thank you.